0: you what's shaking people my name is mo your friendly neighborhood music head and this is the rent-free podcast thank you all for tuning in i'm finally back to podcasting <laughs> i was on a couple of vacations recently so i haven't really had time to like record you know i was in florida for a week i later went to cape cod for a week i've just been having fun being a postgraduate but I really just haven't had my creative mojo lately, and I've been trying to regain that. And I fortunately feel like I've found it, like here I am recording, so hopefully I'll be getting back into the swing of things with this show, but I'm not even going to waste anybody's time. I have just one topic that I really want to focus on with y'all. This is the rent-free segment. This is what's been living in my head rent-free. There's no other segments this episode, it's going to be real different this week. No new music that I'm trying to talk about, even though there are plenty of things that I would really be wanting to talk about. Just one main topic. So what's been living in my head rent-free this week? The question of, what the hell is wrong with baby. Now, if you have a working internet connection and access to social media, you're likely aware of what's going on right now, but... Nonetheless, I'm still going to try to give a bit of a summary, because there probably are some people who are a bit lost as to what the timeline of everything going on is at the moment. So, let me just try to give you this runaround here, okay? Back in the spring, just a couple months ago really, I had an episode on this podcast. I had my Rent Free segment, and it was all about baby's latest EP. And it was a really harrowing EP, if anything, um... The baby's brother had just died by suicide, and in a matter of just a few weeks, the baby released this like collection of songs and it was kinda capturing a lot of the pain and the trauma he was feeling. And in that podcast, I questioned his mental health. I said, like, I hope that he's I hope that he has people around him checking on him. I hope that he's going to therapy. Like I've tried to put this positive energy into this very negative energy filled EP that he had just released. Like, I've just hoped that he was okay. And at the end of the day, you know, like, this dude is still a person and he had I'm assuming... I'm not assuming. A lot of people are aware of the fact that he had this near-death experience at a Walmart a couple years ago, like, right before he kind of popped off and he had his, like, career essentially thrusted into stardom in just a matter of a couple months. So, like, he probably has a lot of different things that he should be working through on a therapeutic level. So I was just trying to hope for the best for him. But the moment I gave this dude sympathy, he just proceeded to have the stupidest summer of his life easily. Like top three and it's not two and it's not three. Because first the baby collaborated with Tory Lanez on a recent single and that in itself created drama. Like, people working with Tory Lanez isn't necessarily an issue. It's more the fact that DeBaby is, like, what, a known collaborator with Megan Thee Stallion, who has an open case against Tory Lanez for allegedly shooting her in the foot. Most celebrities, if anything, have kind of stayed really polarizing, like, have kind of treated Tory Lanez as this polarizing figure in terms of, like, people are either still rocking with him through this or not, and there's more people who are doing the latter so baby's on this new song with Tory and, you know, for a lack of a better phrase, it just looked some type of way since he appeared to be this ally with Meg. So he's on the new song, he's on the music video as well, and to somehow make matters worse, DaBaby decides to retweet a fan that wrote, quote, I guess DaBaby and Tory Lane's cool now because they both shot somebody and don't have to do no jail time, with a ton of laughing emojis baby retweets this, and obviously the fans see this and are like, holy shit, DaBaby is essentially mocking Megan Thee Stallion's situation, like, let's try to push this all throughout social media. Something happened with, I guess DaBaby didn't necessarily know that he was retweeting it, and he was, like, posting some screen recordings of him, like, showing that he didn't, but whole fiasco, right? So, he retweets this tweet, and obviously, it's some really messed up shit to promote. I mean, he's making fun of the situation that left a black woman injured. And obviously, you can't just get away with that, especially if you're making profit off of this same community. I mean, come on, what are you doing? And this prompted Megan to respond, saying, I think it was something along the lines of, like, support me in private and publicly do something different. Yeah, and uh, these industry men are very strange, right? So she says this and like a couple other things with that, and they get into this whole Twitter quote cycle of like, the baby saying, "Oh, I, it wasn't even something that I did," but like, don't think that I'm your enemy and all this stuff. And Megan's like, "How could I not think you're an enemy?" Whole fiasco, and that whole tweeting exchange led to Partisan Fontaine, Megan The Stallion's boyfriend, he jumped in criticizing the baby, and it it was it was really messy, and that happens, and so. People already have this new added level of, like, a sour taste in their mouth when it comes to baby, Because it's like, nothing prompted him to retweet that. Nothing prompted him to work with Tory Lanes given the situation. It seemed as though he kind of, at least from my eyes, it seems as though he has this, I don't know, weird level of, like, a vendetta towards her. And maybe she did something that slighted him behind the scenes and we just don't know about it. But it really seems like she did something wrong to him, and he's taking it out on her in this very public and negative fashion. And the one big theme that's prevalent throughout this whole situation is the fact that the baby never apologized for anything he did or said to Megan, or partisan Fontaine for that matter, but really Megan. He never apologized for it, right? But somehow that was just the first step in what this summer has turned into for this guy. So, a few weeks later, it doesn't necessarily matter, but, like, he had something really lame involving some kids trying to sell him candy, and, like, they posted a video about it, but I won't even get into it, because that's a whole issue in itself, right? Rolling Loud happens. Rolling Loud was, I think, a week and a half ago now, right? I think it was July 24th, 26th, something like that. I don't have the dates in front of me. So, Rolling Loud happens. With the way that the festival set list worked... The baby ended up coming on directly after Megan Thee Stallion, on um, the same exact stage. And that's when he came on stage and just decided to be messy. So first, amidst this weird beef that him and Megan Thee Stallion have, he performs two of the songs that he has with Megan, just his verses and from what I understand the hook as well. He performs these two songs and then brings out Tory Lanez to perform their song together, Despite the restraining order that Tory already has to stay outside 100 yards of Megan the Stallion. Then, as if that wasn't messy enough, he decided to do the worst thing that he possibly could have done to his short-lived career. He said, quote, I, I have to quote this because it makes literally no sense how these things were said and this happened. He said, quote, if you didn't show up today with HIV and AIDS or any of them sexually Deadly sexually transmitted diseases that will make you die in two to three weeks, put your cell phone lighters in the air. Ladies, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone light in the air. Fellas, if you ain't suck a nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lighters in the air. To which the DJ responds with, let's keep it real about this shit, some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker, let's be real. I don't I don't even need to really explain why these statements are egregious as fuck. I feel like if you listen to the show you have a certain level of common sense. I would just hope. If you have a sense of consciousness even, you would kind of be able to put two and two together why saying those three things would just lead to some really negative shit. But the big thing that's bothering me here is that he said all this shit unprovoked. No one said to him like, "Yo, We got to make something that's going to really turn people away from you and your career. He went up there and like, you guys have probably been to a show or like understand the concept of like a hype man or just trying to get the crowd involved. You guys have seen when you have an artist that says like, yo, make some noise if you came here with your best friend, you know, single ladies, put your hands up. You know, if you like, if you're employed, like make some noise. It makes no sense that. This was the first thing on his mind, that if you didn't show up with HIV or AIDS, make some noise. But not only just HIV or AIDS, but or any of the sexually transmitted diseases that will make you die in two to three weeks. That's a mouthful. That doesn't roll off the fucking tongue. So this has been on your mind, rent free. So wh- what are we doing here, bro? Now, I knew he would face some backlash and outrage for this shit that he was saying deserved outrage, not just like, oh, he did something and that's like debatable whether or not it's, no, this is like, no one needs to really be out here trying to defend him, who, I won't even get into Lil Boosie or T.I. who actually came out to defend the homophobic shit that baby was saying. I don't think anyone was prepared for the outpouring of essentially support for the HIV AIDS community and LGBTQ community that came out after this because he says this shit and I think within hours to 24 hours you have not only the biggest pop stars like Dua Lipa coming out, you know, how DaBaby and Dua Lipa have that song together. Not only Dua Lipa came out denouncing DaBaby's statements, Elton fucking John put a statement criticizing him. Sharing, what, proper statistics on AIDS, defending the LGBTQ community, saying all this shit of how he's disappointed in baby. Madonna posted an IG caption saying if you're gonna make hateful remarks of the LGBTQ plus community about HIV and AIDS, then know your facts, and went on to scold him for like 300 more words. It's like, you know you fucked up when Elton John is disappointed in you, bro. Like... I don't understand how this happened remotely. And people were still killing the baby, obviously. But the worst part is he's barely owning up to his actions. So he starts off with tweeting this half-assed apology saying, that, Oh, if you've been affected by HIV and AIDS, then, quote, Y'all have the right to be upset. And he apologizes to them. But then closes the tweet by saying, quote, But the LGBT community... I ain't tripping on y'all. Do you? Y'all business is y'all's business. Like, and like, oh my God, I don't know. I'm the king of saying that no artist can ever really say a perfect apology that's going to satisfy everybody. But this shit is just downright disrespectful to the gay community saying y'all's business is y'all's business. What are we doing? But somehow it just continues to get worse. Quest love. Legendary drummer for The Roots. If you're unfamiliar, just listen to some albums from The Roots. They're phenomenal. He put out a statement denouncing DaBaby. And to summarize it plainly, he essentially said, like, I think I have a quote here. He said, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, misogyny, racism, this should go without saying, is morally wrong, end quote. DaBaby saw this IG post and took to his Instagram story to respond and Make things even worse. This is just very on brand for him for this week. He saw this post put on his IG story saying, quote, I ain't even trying to be funny when I say, I do not know who this nigga is, dog. And I won't even get into how Debaby claiming that he doesn't know Quest Love is essentially saying more about him than it does about Quest Love. But I digress. That's not even the point of why I'm bringing this up. He tried to claim that Quest is following the leader and that, quote, these niggas really think that they're going to influence people to stop fucking with the influence, influence in all caps, when he has the influence. So my biggest takeaway from this whole interaction was that it's shocking that nobody has taken away DaBaby's social media and just, I don't know, hired a crisis PR team. I mean, if you're unfamiliar, a crisis PR team is essentially the people they call in when you did some absolutely fucked up shit. And they're trying to pull you out of your own mess because nobody nor you should trust yourself to get out on your own. So, uh, what's a good example? Um, Jesse Smollett. You guys remember Jesse Smollett, the um, dude on Empire? He was an actor. He wanted to get more screen time. And so he, like, faked a hate crime against him that he hired some Nigerian bodybuilders to come in and pretend to beat him up. And I think he like went home and put a noose on his neck and called the cops like, oh, I was a victim of a hate crime. And he got all this media sympathy. And then it turned out that he was lying about the whole thing, just trying to gain attention. And obviously a whole lot of backlash came. So in that time period, Justice Smollett hired a crisis PR team. And they're literally just there to, instead of you Essentially, digging a hole for yourself. They're supposed to be there to really, you know, take you off of your social media. You know, they specialize in like handling the wild situations and being very calculated and, you know, careful with what they're about to say. So, in the case of DaBaby, he's needed someone this entire time to log him off of Instagram and Twitter and just handle the media requests, the People making statements about him like, say, Questlove, instead of just literally digging a grave for himself. But what's ironic about this statement is that he's claiming that they can't influence people to turn against him. And I'm assuming they is like Questlove and I guess the Elton Johns and the Madonnas and the Dua Lipas and the countless of other, like media pundits and things of that nature who are denouncing him he's trying to say that they can't influence people to stop fucking with him when he has a certain level of influence himself but just a couple days later they did influence those people but not just ordinary people to stop fucking with him the people that put money in his pockets because yesterday august 1st the mega festival lalapalooza announced that they removed a baby from the lineup and it's not like they said oh you know The festival's like a couple weeks out, we're just going to pull him out. No, 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 He was scheduled to perform that day. He had just a few hours before his showtime, or, you know, his stage time. But they said that they're not going to be supporting anybody who's spewing hate, and just removed him from the set list. That's a bag that he's losing. A couple days... No, 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 not even a couple days later. The next day, today, the Governor's Ball Festival in New York City removed him as well. They had a whole statement saying... Founders Entertainment does not and will not tolerate hate or discrimination of any kind. A few hours later, the new, what is it, the Day in Vegas Festival? It's a very interesting festival, side note. I would really want to go there if it wasn't, you know, across the country from me. But Day in Vegas Festival has announced that they're dropping DaBaby from the lineup and they're replacing him with Roddy Rich, saying that they're not going to be supporting any hate and things of that nature. After all of this now DaBaby decides to issue the official apology. So I think from, I'm recording this at 4.20, so just a couple hours prior to me, no, I think an hour prior to me recording this, he puts out this official apology, it's the whole like, hey, this is a black screen, all the words are like, you know, lined up with the middle, and it's the formal, oh, I want to apologize to such and such, and it's the whole charade of like, Social media moves so fast that people want to demolish you before you even have the opportunity to grow and educate and learn from your mistakes. Like, okay, come on. He thanked those who reached out to him with kindness and offered wisdom and education to him. But it's like my issue with that is he's making it seem like he deserved people to come to him with love and respect and tell him why he was wrong. But it's not like he also led with love he was out here being the asshole first so how do you expect people to come back with love i mean the whole issue was that he came out to the festival stage tens of thousands of people attending and he shitted on the entire hiv aids community women with irregular body ph balances gay men all together like make some noise if you're not these people that's cruel So don't expect love and courtesy in return. I don't understand why, I'm assuming it's some PR rep who drafted this whole apology. How did you let this fly? Like, I don't get it. But like the most telling thing of this whole like fiasco is the fact that he didn't issue the apology immediately. He could have released this apology like the night of July 25th, which was when this whole incident took place. But he also had the entire week when he was receiving backlash to say something of, I don't know, legitimate apology quality, not just out here still being a certain level of homophobic. But no, he released the apology the moment his money was in jeopardy. So it's the most disingenuous apology of all, and that in itself is the biggest issue. So how are we supposed to just, what? allow this to happen and kind of accept this apology and move forward like what are we supposed to do with this and i mean like okay one more thing before i close this whole thing out is like at what point do we simply expect celebrities to be educated and know better like he's saying that he wasn't educated on the hiv aids community he wasn't educated on the lgbtq community and like he wasn't i don't know this idea that this dude, baby, isn't just a regular person. He is, like, he's a megastar. He has 19 million Instagram followers. At what point do we kind of look at him and say, like, you have a certain responsibility to the world and your millions of fans to simply not be an asshole and kind of be, I don't know, only sort of educated on these things? I just, I legitimately don't get it. I kind of look at his label a certain way as well. I don't necessarily know who he signed to, but for him to go on a rolling loud stage to say what he did, and it took a week and a half for like him to finally own up to what he was doing, it took the money to be messing up for something to happen. I feel like a label should have stepped in and immediately tried to do something about this, especially when they're profiting off of this guy. And unless they're about to drop him from the label it really looks a certain type of way. So I don't know. I don't get it. It's not like he was brought onto some panel and was being interviewed and someone asked him like, oh, how do you feel about the HIV AIDS community? He just volunteered insane statements. So like, I don't know. I feel like everybody has the opportunity to be educated in this day and age. And it's not like they're asking about like, oh, how do you feel about war efforts in Iraq and the Middle East? It's like, no, this is just something that people deal with on a day to day basis, like the LGBTQ community. I mean, I don't I don't know. So at this point, like the baby's just on my personal list of people I'm not listening to anytime soon. And I'm pretty removed like I removed his stuff from my like music library. I'm pretty removed from the situation. It's like he doesn't really make at least in the past, like two years, really, like a year and a half, he hasn't made music that I'm interested in anyway. So it's not like it's a big sacrifice for me, but like, I don't know. Only time will tell if I'm going to be adding this back. I'm interested to see how things play out going forward as well, because he's definitely very marketable. He's still a personality and a character. I mean, he goes on stage wearing adult diapers with a straight face and his making millions of dollars for people, you know. There's power in that. It's not like he's an untalented person. He's just a fucking idiot. So I don't know. I'm interested to see how this plays out. Um, you know, is this is also the first time we've really seen somebody being legitimately cancelled in quite a while. I mean, people say some stupid shit and people kinda move on after a couple days, but he's literally missing out on huge festival dates and they're not only just like regular time of the year festivals it's like we're post pandemic or like i won't even say post that's irresponsible to say we're like post lockdown pandemic i should say you know it's festivals are finally starting to be rolled out and artists have had a year and a half of really no consistent tour bags so this is the baby's real first shot to having that along with so many different artists and he's really fumbled that and it's not like he's going to be hard-pressed on money, I don't think. He's still streaming very well. So, I don't know. It It's very odd to see that this is the one that has really been sort of canceled. I mean, uh, the closest comparison I could see to this is... You guys remember when Rick Ross kind of got sort of canceled, like, probably like seven years ago now? He was on that song, You Ain't Even Know It, I think... I don't know. Somewhere in like 2013, he had the song. He had a like a verse on the remix to the song where he says, "Put a Molly in her drink and she ain't even know it. Took her home and had fun with that shit, but she ain't even know it." And that caused a whole lot of outrage because it's literally date rape. Like he's rapping about how cool it is to rape some girl, and that caused a whole lot of different brands to pull out of deals with Rick Ross and he definitely got a hit like monetarily. So I feel like that's the closest comparison I could think of to what's happening right now with the baby, but at the same time, Ross is still out here making a whole lot of money. I just saw a whole IG story thing of him. He has some 2 million dollar watch and obviously like people know of his humongous fucking mansion out in I don't know, L.A., Miami, wherever the hell he lives. He has this giant mansion he's renting out from movie studios because it's that quality, and he has a $2 million watch on his wrist. It's not like he got canceled after that. He just kind of went into different streams of revenue, and he's still actively making music. It's not like he was shunned in that regard. So there's... I heavily doubt that DaBaby's just done for now. I mean, even Tory Lanez, after being blackballed by... Every streaming platform, following what happened with Megan The Stallion, is still making music and is somewhat successful, from what I understand. So I don't know. Maybe I'm rambling at this point, but we'll see how canceled the baby actually is. He's probably gonna put out some video talking with some LGBTQ professional and HIV/AIDS professional, put out some videos and as a way of saying, "Oh, I've learned from my mistakes." So I don't know. We'll see what happens. So that's basically all I have for the podcast this week. I'm still experimenting with the format and everything, so like I don't really know how I'm going to be like doing this going forward cuz I do like having a big topic starting off with. So maybe I'll do the rent-free segment first and then get to other things or something like that. I'm going to figure this out. But thank you all for tuning in. I mean, I just felt like this the baby topic was really important to really focus on because what what else has really happened other than an isaiah rashad album which is big in its own right like what else other than that is really this newsworthy so i also just had a whole bunch of thoughts so i didn't expect this podcast to be so long so let me get out of here thank you all for tuning in um i'll eventually be getting back to talking about the isaiah rashad album the title the creator album that i didn't speak of on this platform yet and countless of other things that are very worth checking out um but until then just follow me on social media twitter and instagram and youtube the i think the episode description is gonna have the links to all three of those Uh, i also had a youtube video that came out in june if you guys wanted to check that out go to my youtube channel and that's basically it so yeah i'll (laughs) catch y'all on the flip side peace